this black guy, I was asking what happened to BET because I thought he would know, right? He was like, they canceled it because somebody swiped a credit card on somebody else's ass, made her asshole bleed. This is the first I've heard of this. Oh, well, it must have been a black card. Oh my God. Excuse me. Must have been an African American Express. comic just a fan (laughs) no that's cool we appreciate audiences it's always better that way for sure now that everything's opened up I was so enthusiastic to like go and see live comedy and I'm like why is the crowd so thin American Comedy Company seems to always have a crowd they just don't give me stage time anymore I should have made love to you when I had the chance I used to get booked over there well I have a couple times but um, recently, not so much. I've heard that like across the board from every comedian who doesn't work there. <laughs> yeah, no, I even worked there for like less than a shift and I had to like leave early because I felt so uncomfortable. I was like, I feel like I'm doing something wrong and I'm not even doing anything wrong. I'm not going to stick around and wait till I fuck up. I just left. I, well, I told them I was leaving, but. So I have a friend. Jessica! Who kind of like showed me the areas like go and watch comedy who jessica the comic i don't think i know who that is yeah and so i really got the opportunity to see all these places like in the perspective of an audience member where he's having a very different experience as a comic right and so i finally got to go to american comedy company and i saw david tell and then i saw madison sinclair and sarah rw open which was amazing because i love her and I was like, this is such a cool place to see comedy. But like every time I mentioned it, people like comics are like, oh, but the, you know, the management there is so toxic and like da, 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 da. And I'm like, how do they get people to their open mics? I wonder. They just have a lot of money to spend on marketing. My favorite place is always the comedy store. Like, have you done their open mic? I have once. They don't really make it as special as the shows. And that kind of bothers me. The lights are on and it's just not like the same. Look, you know how important this is to me. And when that special moment happens, I just, I want it to be perfect. I'll for sure go back there, but like, they could like at least turn off the lights. That's such a good point. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that comment before, which is funny because I don't really realize it. Sometimes I'll stay for the friends and family portion of the show. It is a different feel totally. I don't think that the audience is aware of it until the friends and family portion goes up because I like watching the open mic there. There was just a lot of empty seats and that sucks. <laughs> they also don't market open mics for, for obvious reasons. Like there's, you know, a lot of people who go to open mics and I'm like, why are you here? Are you just like wasting people's time or you just need attention? You know. <laughs> <laughs> so what exactly happened between you and that comic? You were going to go to Madhouse? So I was leaving David's house. And I was walking to the parking garage and, you know, there's someone barking for the shows at Madhouse and he had flyers. I he was holding something. I don't know. So I was waiting to cross the crosswalk and there was another um, two gals who were like waiting to do the same. 
And she was like, oh, do you guys do open mics? And he's like, yeah, come in. You could sign up anytime. I don't know. He kind of was a little bit out of it. So maybe he was like drunk or stoned or something. I don't know. And she's like, no, we just want to watch. We're not comedians. We just want to watch. We love watching comedy. And I was just like, oh, like my heart just like bloomed, right? Because I was like, yes, these are my people. <laughs> you know, there's more of me out there. And because she specifically asked for the open mic and he was like, oh, no, um, yeah, open mics. I don't know. He was just so out of it. And then the crosswalk light changed. And he's like, you have to cross now. You were like, I'm trying to come support what you're doing here. Like, I'm really good with the short term interactions, not like sustainable relationships or anything, but that's good for barking and that kind of thing. But some like I was um, last night, I went to Madhouse and I one of my really good friends, I saw him and his girlfriend there. And um, he wanted to get up sooner on the open mic and um, they gave him a stack of flyers and I was like, I'll go bark with you because I wanted to promote my show. So but like the way that he was like interacting with people was like he was really like trying to establish some kind of like relationship with every single person he talked to. And I'm like, no, you just have to give them the flyer and let them decide and you like give out a bunch of flyers like that's the whole you don't just sit there and like have a 30 minute conversation with every single person who might come. Right. But certainly if they ask you a question, like give them relevant information, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But like, y- you kind of just like people have already decided within the first couple seconds if they're gonna come. Or if they're even interested. Yeah, it's like there's like that Mitch Hedberg joke, like passing out flyers is like telling them, here, you throw this away. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I'm like, here, wipe your ass with this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I made my flyers look prettier than the Madhouse ones. That's a game changer. There are some shows that I want to like share about, but I can't bring myself to share an ugly flyer. So I'll remake the flyer and send it to the person who does it. I'm like that too. Like I'll be booked on a show and I'm like, I can't actually use this. There's just so many ugly flyers out there. I actually like your website. Oh, that I'm working on like a new one. That's like way better. That was just a really easy, simple thing. Yeah. Even that though, I appreciate it. I'm like some of them, you just tell it that there's a bunch of dudes trying to run some of this stuff. And it's just like, oh my God, it's so disorganized. Totally. No, Madhouse has like this weird, like they try to make it not sexist, but in doing that, like it's kind of sexist. Like they always put the girls up first at the open mic. Like they girls don't even have to sign up like at all. Um, The owner told me, he was like, yeah, if you ever want to get on the mic, just send me a message and I will make sure that you get up like first. I was like, yeah, it's like priority treatment, but you also have everyone in charge here like a man. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And and it's weird too, like Madhouse, uh, because like the whole dynamic changed because the other manager got fired. But like whoever is booking the shows now is like the same exact thing. Like, it's the same, like, oh, I'll book you if you book me on your show. And it doesn't necessarily promote talent on the show. Yeah. So that is something that I'm kind of glad I had the the behind the scenes to see that, like, a lot of these shows, people get booked because of who they know or how long they've been doing it. Not that they're necessarily funny to watch, you know, not necessarily that they're pleasing to a crowd, or even interesting. And I think that that's kind of been my frustration because I'm like, how am I seeing this person for, you know, the fifth time this week and they're on these shows, whatever, getting booked at the breweries or whatever. And I'm just like, but they're not even that funny. (laughs) 
like I've never laughed at one of their jokes. But it gets to their ego. They're like, oh, I'm so funny. I'm getting booked on all these shows. I'm funnier than it's like, no, dude, you just make like these strategic like politic. Yeah. And it's a bummer because then that's kind of like a bad show for the audience. And especially if they're being put as a headliner or whatever. It's like put like your most skilled like people. Like, yeah, this isn't, you know, rocket science or whatever, but you know what good what a good show is. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's why I was like, you know what, I want to do my own thing and um fuck the politics. Like I'm not gonna go into it like, hey, what can you do for me if I put you on my show? Like I just wanna book people who are funny. I want to put on an amazing show and like, I want everybody to have a good time. Um, There is a certain like, like aspect of like character. Like if I don't, if I think that you're an asshole, like I'm not going to book you on your show, even if I think you're funny, because like, I don't want that vibe to like, be anywhere near my show. Everyone who's on my show, like I picked them all and they're all really funny people. And I wasn't like, hey, can you do something for me after? Like, I just want to make a good show. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what I want to do with my Instagram account, right? Like, I don't want to like promote just people just to for the sake of promoting, promoting. Like, I want to put people on there who are really funny, who I find a lot of joy in talking to or just watching. Um, and I, when I first came up with the idea, I was telling my friend about it and I was like, I really want to like make it like a thing where people in San Diego are like, this is where you go to for like good comedy. And he's like, you're going to have a lot of people hating you. Like a lot of comics are going to hate you. No, the hate away. Like we need that. We need like an unbiased opinion from somebody who's not a comic. Like that's what sucks about San Diego comedy is like in LA and New York, when I like talk to those comics, like they have managers and those managers deal with the whole political stuff. Right, yeah. When you have bookers who are like also, I never wanted to be a booker, first of all. Um, but I also don't try to like use that. Like people still treat me like shit, like don't get me wrong. Um, I don't know if that's ever gonna change, but like I do understand the whole the whole thing of like, I know that it is giving me opportunity to get booked. I'm not stupid. I'm not a comic. I don't have any political agenda to push with what, who goes on and who gets what shows. Like, I just really want to have a good sh- good time. I'm not committed to not liking or disliking anybody. That's exactly what we need is a non-biased opinion. Because I think that I'm not biased, but like I have biases. I have people that I don't like and it doesn't have to do with their comedy. But like, it'd be so cool if someone like you was a booker because like, you, you don't have like those emotional ties to anything except for the content. So what I, and this is like down the line, by the way, but I do have, and I have a space in mind for actually opening up a room. You should, absolutely. Like I would love to be a part of that, like attend at least, yeah. It's this really cute place in North County. It's in Vista and it's really cool inside and it's set up perfect for comedy. Like, oh my God. And, um, especially at nighttime when it's dark and they have like neon lights. It's just gorgeous. Aesthetics are kind of important to me as like an artist. (laughs) So I want to open up a room and I want it to be like, just like the most like kind of seasoned, I guess, type of comics in San Diego. But I also want to open it up for open mic. And then that's how you can pick the people for your shows. Like if you go to the, like, that's what bothers me too. It's like, if you own a venue and you have an open mic and you're not scouting talent at that open mic, like what the fuck are you doing? Yes, exactly. The end. I'm getting really tired of fucking editing, dude. 
it's not doing anything for me. But I hope you enjoyed this one, and I'll probably continue to do it because I like to complain about things. Yeah, I'm good at it.